This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me on the line is Mitch Rosenberg. He's the Senior Director of Sales for Absent LED. Mitch, thanks so much for joining me today, man. No problem, Tyler. Look forward to it. Absolutely. So uh, today we're talking about LED and really the future of LED. But before we get to the future, I want to talk a little bit about the past because, Mitch, you have 30 years of experience in the industry, so you've really gotten to see kind of the emergence of LED. Give us an idea of where we are now compared to where LED was when it first kind of burst onto the scene? LED is still, in my opinion, a growing product. I mean, the entire product line, the entire industry, the manufacturing processes, it kind of reminds me of the days when we first had our flat panels and we'd have those 42-inch, somewhat green monolithic things that we'd throw on the wall and go, ooh, isn't this the best thing in the world? And they were $10,000. Now we walk into Walmart and a 65-inch television set is all 249 bucks. That's the same type of path that LED is going. When we first broke into the scene, which was basically 1997, 1998, believe it or not, because at the time we only had red and green diodes. Well, magic occurred when the blue diode occurred, and suddenly we had a red, green, and blue to create full motion video. Had pixels that were roughly the size of your fist. So we're talking about 10, 14, 20 millimeter pitches, which you could not walk up to. You couldn't possibly see at a distance of less than 30 feet properly. And just like our flat panel brethren, pixels got tighter, prices started plummeting, resolution increased, longevity got better, light output got better, weight went down. It's like anything else we've ever done in technology. As technology increases, the technology gets stronger, better, faster, lighter, and less expensive. So it's been fun to watch the scene, especially the growth of this market, realize just a few years ago, we were all dreaming, and I mean literally dreaming, of a half billion dollars in this industry. Now we're forecasted in 2020 to hit $3.7 billion in LED. Dude, that's a lot of LED. Jeez, that is a lot of LED. Well, and you mentioned that the price is coming down and then becoming more affordable. So this has really become a more accessible product for more of the marketplace, right? So um, so now somebody who used to maybe be priced out of something like an, like an LED board or something like that now has access to that and there are options available for somebody along those lines. Oh, yeah. One of the top things I teach sales teams all over the country, whether it be the dealer level, the consultant level, and especially our own team within Absin, and even other manufacturers have asked for some advice, is overcoming this single greatest objection. We can't afford it. The irony being, LED has dropped to the point where a 2.9 pitch, even a 2.5, and in some cases, depending on the manufacturer, a 1.9 millimeter pitch product runs about the same per square foot as a flat panel matrix system. I'm not talking about the stuff you get at Costco or Walmart. I'm talking about true flat panel matrix systems, 2x2s, 3x3s, etc., the quality pieces. Well, the price has dropped. Per square foot, we run about the same from installation to processing across the board. Well, now that that's come down to the point where it's affordable, you got to take a look at your return on investment. LED doesn't burn out. It doesn't really age per se. It doesn't really have the inherent problems that you have with burn-in. It doesn't have the type of power problems that you have where power supplies start to die. 
you just don't have the issues that you have with the technology that's currently out there right now, which is, in my opinion, also archaic. Not to belittle the poor people who are selling flat panels. They enjoy it and they make their money. But it's not the future. It's the past. No different than CRTs were when you and I grew up. How many people are running around right now trying to go get a black and white TV to go watch the Beverly Hillbillies, man? Uh, not that if many. If they are. If they are, they, they really need to be in one of those memory assist facilities. <laughs> so you kind of dove into some of the ways that LED has improved on previous technology. I was wondering if you could flesh those out in a little bit more detail just in terms of how LED has come along and really surpassed what has existed for a long time with flat panels and, and things of that nature. Well, many of the advantages are... Most LEDs, if not all LEDs right now, I can't be sure because I don't know every manufacturer, have a 100,000 hour mean time between failure. Now that's at full white. If somebody's using an LED in their facility, like a house of worship, a corporate boardroom, and you've got it cranked to full white, you should probably just buy light bulbs because that's not what it's geared for. So utilizing full motion video, PowerPoints, your Excel spreadsheets, or in house of worship for iMag, etc., museums for interactive capabilities, we're talking about full motion video or colors or moving images, etc. And now we're talking about a life expectancy of about 200,000 hours. If I'm still selling this or representing this product in 200,000 hours, please get me a walker because there's no way on God's creation I'm going to be that old in this industry. The products will simply outlast us. That's a great feature. LED has the ability to be viewed at about 170 to 175 degrees off-axis viewing, both vertically and horizontally, on indoor product, not outdoor product. That's a heck of a wide viewing angle. LED has a wider color gamut than anything currently in the industry short of organic LED. OLED is a whole different animal. But LED itself is, ranges anywhere from 100 to 120% of the NTSC color gamut. That's wide. To put that in perspective, your average flat panel hits about 85% of the color gamut, meaning you're not truly reaching the color potential that the usually the person who designs the application is looking at. Their red may not be your red. Their green may not be your green. LED can reproduce those colors. When LED is off, it's black. There's no contrast ratio of 5, 10, 15, 20 million to 1, which is fictional numbers that people create. The thing is off. It's black. It's on. It's generating contrast. You can't beat it. So I've got color. I've got contrast. Power consumption has plummeted on these things to the point where they're highly energy efficient. Wider viewing angle. Longevity. And probably the most important thing that we all like in our industry, it's seamless. My architects can now drop some serious mushrooms or LSD, get very creative, and come up with something that's completely seamless. Take a look out there in the industry. Walk down Broadway. Go to Las Vegas. Take a look at Tokyo. Take a look at Beijing. These are some very creative installations. Any shape, any size, on the ceiling, on the floor, on the walls, circular, convex, concave. I want to see you try and bend a flat panel. Yeah, it just You can't do these things. So LED has really almost an unlimited potential at this point. Its limitations are currently its pixel density. That's about it. Yeah, and you, you mentioned just that, that ability to have it at, you know, different sizes, different shapes, you know, have it be, you know, uh, curved, flexible, things, things of that nature. Are we just kind of, are people just starting to scratch the surface of understanding the various ways that this can be used and implemented in, in different environments? Oh, gosh, yes. 
I get requests now that are so creative versus my last few years, actually last few years, who am I getting? Last few decades, you're 16 by nine, you're three by four, you're, okay, I want to do a ribbon around an arena. Well, now they're coming up with some creative things. Denver International Airport has columns wrapped in LED. The content looks fantastic. I've seen installations in Beijing where the ceilings are in ribbons that interconnect. Magnificent. Think of some of the Olympics when the opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies. Those are LED creating some of the most incredible graphics on the floors, on the stadium walls. It's gotten to the point where if you can dream it, we can almost make it. And I got to tell you, some of these people can seriously dream. Some of our consultants and architects, they're remarkable. They grasp it. They get it. The ones that don't and don't understand the display technologies, they're not going to be here very long. That's a really good point. And you've really gotten to see kind of uh, as this transformation has unfolded, um, you've gotten to see it kind of firsthand and have that front row seat, I suppose, as people have gotten more creative and as people have moved away from the flat panels and, and towards LED. Um, what, are, what are some of maybe your favorite projects that you've gotten to see, whether it be, you know, theme parks or you were mentioning airports, you know, th- things along those lines. What, what, uh, who's really taken uh, what LED offers and used it in a fun, creative way that you really appreciated? Tell you what, I can't because I'm under NDA mention the theme park that is currently doing some major, and I'm talking major renovations, utilizing LED and removing projection technology and flat panels from previous exhibits. Um, They're replacing it with the LED technology because they do understand that it's not as labor intensive after the installation is complete. It gives a better feeling to the client the rides and the entertainment value are much higher and all of their new projects that are being i'm trying to figure out how to say this without giving away any information but projects that they're currently forecasting to become full-blown rides full-blown entertainment venues within their facilities worldwide by the way are all led there were no other specifications in there house of worship has adopted the LED as well. They realized that when doing IMAG, which is the majority of what churches do, the larger houses of worship, they have two projectors up on the ceiling, they have two screens on the wall, the projectors are making a ton of noise, the ambient noise is driving them crazy, the ambient light conditions drive them crazy. LED doesn't have those issues. LED doesn't make any noise. The other thing that I was doing when I started educating the houses of worship are Two times a year, the House of Worship market rent LED. They bring it down during their Easter-type time frame and their Christmas time frame, usually for pageants, dramas, shows, whatever they're putting on. Well, what we showed them is now you can have your screens up on the wall. You use it for your iMag for your services. You drop them down to the ground. You're utilizing the same screens for your scrims and your background drops that you were currently renting equipment for or leasing, which is an expense. And of course, at the arena level, LED has been in the arena level um, stadiums, the arenas for, golly gee, the better part of 30, 35 years, long before there was blue for full motion video. The theme park is my favorite because those guys are creative. The most productive right now in the fastest growing market is actually the commercial LED world where it's put in boardrooms, conference rooms. Uh, it's taking the place of your standard flat panel, your matrix systems. And in the creative ability for the lobbies, my number one concern when they start doing this is the clients need to understand that content is king. 
not the materials, not our product. But if you put garbage content up there, the wall looks like garbage. If you don't create something that's really out of this world for that wow factor, you have a television set on the wall. Big one, might be shaped like a star or a starfish for all I care, but you've got to have really cool content. And um, I can always list a couple, but again, I'm under NDA, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure who I'm under NDA with and not it with, so I'm not going to mention any specific names. I'll merely mention, you know, the, the environments. Yeah, better to be uh, safe than sorry in that case, I would I would definitely say. But uh, so, okay, so when people are thinking about content and thinking through things like that, do you have that conversation with them uh, when, when you're talking to, to clients or prospective clients that, hey, look, you know, our screens are going to be incredible. They have these, the, these types of capabilities, but they're only going to be as functional and as good as the content that you decide to put up on them. So how do you have that conversation with the client and kind of lay out that expectation? Actually, if you don't lay it out up front, you won't have any, there won't be a secondary sale. It's relatively simple. Somebody's going to buy a wall from you. Nobody's sitting around with $100,000. They budget these things out a year in advance. Everything that is occurring in 2019 was budgeted into 2018. 2020 is being budgeted now, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to tell them up front. Yes, you put $100,000 for a video wall or $500 or even a million dollars, which is not unheard of, by the way. As a matter of fact, it's a daily occurrence. Mm -hmm. But they budgeted nothing for content. So we tell them up front, if you don't have budget for content, you're buying a giant TV, and all you're going to do is run ESPN or whatever you want to run up there, and it's not going to do anything for you. So get a hold of some decent production houses, content creation houses, even some of the advertising firms, and tell them what you want on the wall. Tell them what your creative juices would really like to see on these, these giant walls that are going to give you colors that you've never had the access to before. When they usually ask price, a relatively comfortable saying for every dollar you're spending on your hardware, you better be prepared to spend a dollar on your content. And that is only for the initial content. Keep in mind, content has to change. You can't run the same lawnmower commercial over and over and over in the lobby wall without somebody going, I'm sick of this. So you've got to have your content changed, whether it be monthly, weekly, daily, quarterly, that's up to you, but you've got to have your content changed. It's got to be creative. So yes, um, my team most definitely tells people in the field, without decent content, you're buying a television set. So we warn them, and we're pretty responsive on assisting them. We'll make recommendations on houses we've used in the past, but I don't like to force any particular content creation house down anybody else's throat. Sure, sure, absolutely. So one of the big things that uh, we've heard a lot about recently is that people want uh, to be able to have uh, interactive content and to tailor experiences, particularly for um, guests or you know for employees in an office setting or, or something like that. Everybody's all about the experience nowadays. How uh, how is LED kind of evolving to kind of meet those demands and those challenges? I suppose of of be, being able to have an adaptive and uh, customizable experience. I gotta tell you, I've got experience with everybody screaming about, I have big data. I need big data displays. I have so much data that I need to get it on there and I need to be able to manipulate it and use it. My opinion is too many people watched Iron Man and they're under the impression that Tony Stark manipulates his content that way and that that's actually what we're all going to be doing in the future. 
I got to tell you, I've been to several houses that do complete, uh, I'm going to call it interaction, whether it be 2D, 3D, or almost a white paper type of thing where you draw on the board. Most of the time, people get the wow feature. And then six months later, nobody even turns the stuff on. We're geared toward getting X amount of information into our brains. X, time, X to the fourth power isn't going to work. And I've got my history with, like I said, several of these immersion products. And I find the same thing. Every university I've been to spends tons of money on this. And within a few months, no one even walks in the room. So they can't figure out how to manipulate that type of information. LED is merely a display product. We can do a lot of the same things that any other immersion product can do. You can make a lot of LED products, not just ours, but at many of the manufacturers, full contact. So you can do you know, your finger swipes, your moves, your stretches. Think of it like an iPhone, your iPhone on steroids. You're doing the same thing with the pinch and tweak and that type of information. Beyond that, you're going to have to wait for the, uh, I keep referring to it as the Iron Man type of thing to arrive. I just, it's not here. It's a dream. Right now it's a dream. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get news for you. If it comes to fruition in the near future and I'm not too old, even I would be interested in heading down that path. Right, right. Absolutely. I always think of uh, Iron Man or uh, or like Minority Report, I guess, where uh, yep. yeah, where Tom Cruise has the, the screens and the gloves and he's kind of moving stuff around and just swiping and everything like that. That's always what, what comes to mind for me when I think of uh, very futuristic uh, applications of, of LED, I guess. Welcome to the wonderful world of computers that can generate that type of information, put it on the movie screen, and then people run around going, I want that. Good luck with that. Now, there is a company in Southern California, and I've met the owners, who actually created the concept of that for both Iron Man and for Minority Report. They are brilliant, they are geniuses, and they'll probably be the first ones to bring something that creative to market. It was a lot of fun. Complicated for me, I'm very simple-minded, but it was a lot of fun to play with. So, as we kind of talk about that, that, that has been like kind of a, that interactivity, I suppose, has been a trend that uh, has been much talked about, um, but maybe not one that is um, as applicable to today's, uh, today's marketplace and what's, what's able to be uh, actually fleshed out. So, what innovations are there that have uh, really caught your eye that you're excited about um, that are taking place now that, that uh, I, I don't know, maybe intrigue you or have you very interested in, in, in what's going on? In my little world, I'll give you the first one. Mini LED and micro LED are here. Mini LED is already shipping. It's a technology called IMD. And what mini LED is, is it's a case of taking your LEDs, which are extremely fragile glass diodes, especially at 1.2, I'll start with this way, 0.7, 0.9, 1.2, 1.5, 1.9 millimeter. You're talking about tens of thousands of these tiny little diodes, and they're solid glass. And if you touch them incorrectly, they break, they shatter, the tracers disappear. You literally can destroy a thousand pixels by picking an LED panel up incorrectly. Over the last year, I've had a chance to play with IMD technology, we refer to as mini-LED. And I wouldn't call it indestructible, but in my world right now, it is the biggest dramatic change I've had the chance to play with. I can break them, basically because I'm an idiot, but on the other hand, the majority of the people who are trained on handling LED, it is a tough piece of glass. 
the substrate itself is extremely durable. Now, I have, uh, to the dismay of my engineers, have demonstrated it by tossing a golf ball at the screens without shattering them. Now, the pixel pitch on current LED technology, in my opinion, is probably limited to 0.7, maybe 0.6 millimeter pitch. So there's a new technology arriving, and it's coming fast, very fast, called micro-LED. Micro-LED is a totally different substrate. Micro-LED is, uh, think of it like newspaper rolls coming off when they're being printed off of massive rolls of paper that go through the printing process, come out the other side, and they're completely imprinted. It's the easiest way to describe it. Micro-LED, I have seen technologies at factories at 0.1 pitch mass. Put that in perspective. The computer monitor you're probably looking at is 0.1. That's tiny, man. And it can be, at this point, it's going to be limited, obviously, on yield rate. Again, no different than yield rate was with flat panels, yield rate was with LEDs. Yield rate currently is with mini-LED, and yield rate will be with micro-LED. But once micro-LED hits the streets, I've already had this. I mean, if I, I've had interior designers say, I've heard about this micro-LED, and I want to do three walls in my house. One's curved, bring it around the corners, wrap the post, and go across, cut it out around my shutters, and then bring it around my closet door. Ironically enough, it's not that far-fetched. Mini LED truly, excuse me, micro LED truly hits the streets. In the beginning, like I said, it'll be no different than any other technology. But I do believe within the decade, we're going to be seeing these micro LEDs. We're going to go to Best Buy or whoever, actually, whoever's left in brick and mortar that Amazon doesn't own. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we'll order the stuff. You'll put it on your wall. You'll glue it. You'll go around the corner. And that's it. And it is coming. I mean, whether people think I'm joking or not, it's coming. And it's an amazing product that hopefully I won't be selling because I'll be retired. But uh, it, it's on its way. And that's the most exciting thing in my world. Outside of that, technology-wise, I'm looking forward to... I, I usually use Gary Kay as my crystal ball because he has his fingers and every factory in the planet loves to let him in the door. But as wireless technology gets better and speeds increase to things I couldn't even dream about, I mean, to give you an idea of my age, I used to think a 4K, uh, a 4K modem was, just, wow, I could download a picture from the Internet in under 20 minutes. That's amazing to me. Where it's coming, where it's going is scary. And I love the idea, once it's truly secure, to have, you know, I mean, right now you can get 100 meg at your house. And uh, you can get, actually, I got 200 meg in my house, so I'm kind of spoiled. But once Wi-Fi becomes truly WiMAX type of capability, signage in my industry, um, every technology you can imagine. You're, you're a former radio guy. Imagine being anywhere without having to use direct TV or satellite, you know, such as Cirrus or XM. Everything's just there for the taking at high speed in real time. Regardless of whether it's video, it's content, it's a speech. A novel. Think of it like Google on massive steroids. I just, I'm excited. I mean, autonomous cars to WiMAX to anything. It's just exciting. It's a great time in our lives. Unfortunately, my children will understand more than I do as I get older, but that's what happened with you and me and our parents. Mm -hmm. Try to explain to them how to use a cell phone and an iPad. <laughs> it's, it's not always the easiest thing to do. No, it? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> 
Uh, well, so as you talked about micro LED, that, that kind of reminds me of the beginning of our conversation where we talked about just as LED has become a, a larger and larger part of the market, that it's become you know more accessible for more people. When micro LED comes along, what does that do for the price of what is currently viewed as you know high-end LED? Does that make it even more accessible for, uh, for anybody at that point? Oh, of course. During the overlap period, that's going to occur. Remember, plasma was the big thing. I like to use analogies, as you can tell. You have your choice of analogies. Either I can talk about our industry, or I use car references all the time, because that's my other favorite toy. So the analogy I'm using here is plasma. Plasma owned the industry. They were the flat panels. That was it, yada, yada. And then very quickly, creeping in on its rear end was LCD with LED backlit. It was lighter, faster, cheaper, easier to manufacture, you know, much higher yield rate. Didn't need, oh gosh, think about the amount of heat that plasma used to generate. Well, it only took a short period of time. I would say the overlap was probably four to five years at best before we, well, kissed plasma goodbye. And LCD backlit LED, whether it be edge lit or direct, took over the market and still owns it today. I see LED and micro LED replacing flat panels in the same type of surrogate market. As micro LED encroaches and prices drop, I see LED starting to fall from the marketplace, except in applications such as outdoor, where micro LED will never be able to generate five, six, ten thousand nit. It's just not going to happen. The thing would fry itself. I don't see that technology occurring in the next decade. So outdoor LED will always survive. That's basically, you know, truly independent light emitting diodes with pixel pitches ranging from 10 to 30 millimeters, generating anywhere from 3,000 to 10,000 nit. Our billboards on the sides of highways, our arenas, our major stadiums. So LED will survive per se. But indoor LED, I see indoor LED giving way to indoor micro LED and mini LED within the decade. That's fascinating. I'm I'm excited to see how that continues to develop and and what that I guess allows people to do then at that point. Um, that that'll just be absolutely fascinating to me. Um, now you mentioned earlier that uh, that in inside offices and kind of workspaces, LED has become a, a larger and larger thing, be it in lobbies or in meeting rooms and, and that kind of thing. We've also seen retail and hospitality industries really uh, latch on to, hey, how can we use uh, some display technology in uh, in more creative ways and better ways to create better guest and uh, you know uh, retail customer experiences? Uh, do you see another industry uh, maybe coming along that right now doesn't use uh, visual? display technology to the best of their abilities that could really benefit from, uh, I don't know, an increase in the, in their way of th- that they use LED? You know, I'm not normally stumped. I'm one of these people who always has words for something. <laughs> and I think you may have gotten me because my explanation would be in the industry worldwide, in any industry, if you need display technology, you're already aware of LED. If you're not aware of it, you probably shouldn't be thinking about being in the display technology arena. So you've got me stumped. I mean, everything that I run through in my world is display technology. So I I don't run around in 34 years. I've tried to get out of this business to do something else. (laughs) But, you know, as Al Pacino said in The Godfather Part 3, they just keep pulling me back in. So (laughs) I I believe that really don't have a decent answer for you. you um, I owe you a dinner and a cigar. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, I'll I'll take you up on that. I'll 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 definitely take you up on that. No, but um maybe maybe when you look at uh, at micro LED, how do you see that maybe changing then uh, areas like the hospitality industry, let's say, where you could create kind of a a a lobby that has a um I don't know, that that reflects the outside of the hotel just as much as the inside or, or something along those lines. Do you uh-huh. see that happening or transforming the way that uh, that retail is able to happen and and branding and, and all of that kind of stuff? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Think about it. You're unlimited with your potential and your shapes, sizes, what you want to do. LED has the ability to do a lot of creative functions right now. But unlimited, no. Micro LED is going to allow you to have truly an unlimited design concept. Uh, Several of the bar, I shouldn't say bars, several of the entertainment venues I've done, uh, sports being one of them, they've come, they literally understand client comes there for the beer, the entertainment value, and to be able to watch sports, as an example. We have several of those. We all know who they are. The ones that have grasped LED, and there is a chain that has grasped this, they bring people in, but they want to stay longer. They're no longer limited to this 75-inch single screen they've got to stare at, or in some cases, 20, 30, you know, discrete, uh, discrete screens with individual content on it. They've learned that if I make a bigger picture that wraps around the bar, it reaches to this facility, I own them longer. Now, the neat thing is, it's not just the restaurant and, the inter- and that type of, I should say, hospitality industry. You're right. Hotels have grasped this beyond hospitality. I'm talking about truly DOOH, digital out-of-home design. Interior designers have grasped this. More importantly, advertisers. The clear channels, the JC Decos, they get it. When you walk through an airport, somebody walks past digital signage, most of the time they just walk right past it. They don't stop, stare, and go, you know, I really could use that perfume. (laughs) But if you get their attention and use something special, micro-LED, let's say we create, instead of a, let's say instead of a cylinder, we create a sphere. Now, spheres can be created with LED right now, but they're pixelated. They can't be very fine pitched because they simply can't do the substrates that way. Micro-LED doesn't care. It's going to be as fine a pitch as your computer monitor. And it's a sphere. You've got seven or eight spheres around. And the content comes up. You're not going to just walk past it. You're going to go, dang, that's seriously cool. You're going to have them. You own them for a minute. Advertising companies get this. They constantly ask us. We get queried for questions every day. Can you do this? Can you do that? A lot of times we say no. But we will. That's important. Now we're talking about cost per square foot. We're talking about traffic flow. We're talking about income. We're talking about revenue. That's where it's going to come. I think micro LED will be embraced very quickly in the commercial industry by that type of venue. Well, I am uh, excited for the future, excited to see where all this goes. And uh, you got me hyped now, Mitch. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty pumped <laughs> to, see, uh, to see what happens in the future now. Makes two of us. I'm hoping I'm right. I've got to see a lot of these toys at the factory, not quite on par with some of the industry icons that we have. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for uh, joining me today, talking about the future of LED and uh, getting us all uh, pumped up for what's coming down the pipeline. Sounds good. I look forward to talking to you again. 